Hi, I'm Abby. And I'm Christy. And And we we are are the the Truth Seekers. We are all human beings on this earth seeking our truth. And this is the platform we created to share our findings. This episode contains conversations around poverty and cults. Please make sure you're in a headspace to hear about these topics. Hello and welcome to another podcast, another Thursday. Christy and I are here today with someone very special who we have crossed together. Oh man, was this in August? I think so, yeah. August. Okay, so very early on in our relationship together. We, um, so there's something called the ritual market that seems to happen mostly in this area, I believe. And, I asked Christy if she would go to the ritual market with me, and it's a very high vibe, eclectic fair, I'll call it, with different vendors and people offering all sorts of amazing things. And we happen to run into our guest today. Her name is Andrea. I guess she also goes by Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, we had such a great conversation with her, and I wanted to invite her onto the podcast so we could talk about her offerings and what she does and whatever else she wants to share. But thank you so much, Andy, for coming on. <laughs> you are so welcome. The yeah. pleasure is all mine. Yes. So <laughs> you have a business and it's called Every Light Wellness, correct? Yes. Tell me all about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Every Light Wellness, um, I am a land-based astro herbalist. So <clears throat> that means I work with plants but also astrology and kind of combine them together um, in all aspects of my practice and land-based just means that I am very rooted to and focused on place so when I'm studying astrology or I'm looking at someone's birth chart or I'm working with it in my like herbal practice I like to look at literally what's going on in the land to see the like zodiac and the planets that are reflected in the nature around us. So it's much more like looking around rather than looking up. Not that I don't pay attention to transits and things, but like talk about Libra. It's Libra season right now. And so I look at what does that look like on the ground? And how do we see that echoed in the plants and our bodies And then combining all of that to work with those energies when we have some sort of dis-ease or imbalance. So it's it's a little bit of a different approach to astrology and herbalism. (laughs) Yeah, I have to admit, I have never heard any of that before. (laughs) So I you're not the first person to say. I definitely I know what an astrologer is, and I've had my birth chart reading before. Oh, cool! Yeah, but that what you just explained with the land, I have to ask: Is there a sea (laughs) version of this, like land and sea, or is it just like? (laughs) So tell me, you've been asked that before? (laughs) No, I have never been asked that. But when you consider that the ocean is kind of inland, okay, held by the land. (laughs) And in the ocean, we see, like, the water signs, right? Pisces, Mm. our mutable water sign. And we see that in the ebb and flow of the tides, right? Water that comes and goes. Pisces also rules, like, our lymphatic system, the, you know, small ocean in our bodies. 
And then like our mysterious mystical subconscious. So we like see that echo in all of those places, right? Whether we're looking at the ocean or like a tidal river, right? Like I write out the window or in our own bodies or in our like energetic selves as well. We see Scorpio in like, so that's fixed water. That's water that's really, really deep Mm. rather than moving. Um, So we see that in like those really, really glass still ponds, you know? We also see Scorpio coming right up this time of year when like everything is being kind of stripped to the bone. And that's what Scorpio as an energy is about. Like finding that, the bone, the getting to the bottom of it right? Mm. The wanting to know what the like marrow of a thing is and the ability to go that deep and then also like to compost everything, like bringing everything to death. And so and also rebirth at the same time. Exactly. Because that compost, like that's where spring comes from, right? right? So we see spring in Taurus, which is the opposite the sign on the opposite side of the chart, right? It's just like a spectrum and you have Scorpio in the fall and Taurus in the spring. We'd have no Taurus. We'd have no growth and birth and life if we didn't have all of the death and composting and stripping away of Scorpio. So I feel like it's it's such a great practical way for people to like sink their fingers into these planetary energies that's a little bit different than like a slightly more traditional oh Scorpio's like secretive and mysterious and sexy and you know like pirate prostitute energy <laughs> you know which is like what I was first no told. judgments no judgments whatsoever <laughs> but you tell someone that like what the what does that mean? What does it mean? What does that no, mean? No, seriously. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well it's because if you think about it right Scorpio's it's not afraid of the dark. It's not afraid of death. It knows that at the bottom of all that death is spring, right? Oh, I love that. And it's not afraid of going to hell because that's where the truth is. Like, that's where knowledge is. I want to go all the way to the bottom. It's also this super protective sign, which is why, like, Scorpios can seem kind of secretive and private because it it is. You know, we look at, like, Scorpios, like, scorpions, and... It's a fucking bug, right? It's full <laughs> of goo with armored plating <laughs> and knives for hands <laughs> and a deadly stinger, right? right? And it's like this super defensive <laughs> posturing creature. And so, yeah, okay. there. You look at a scorpion, you kind of understand that energy. So it's guarding all of those secrets. It's guarding all of that death and, you know, the being able to go that deep down puts you in kind of like this vulnerable position, right? Like the truth that's so vulnerable. And so Scorpio needs that armor so that it doesn't just like fly apart. Because it, And because it's so married with all of that depth where yeah. like you, you might have some, another sign that's not, you know what I mean? It's like the, this like Persephone, just like yes. the, the underworld, the, like and being and being so like it needs that armor mm. because that's such an intense energy mm. I feel like. yeah yes. it's so intense 
And then, you know, it gets like the whole sexual vibe because Scorpio rules things like um, reproduction, regeneration, Mm. right? Taking two things and it creates a whole new life. Like that alchemical. It's not just like recycling. It's, oh my God, there's a whole new thing there now. Like we took person A and person B and now there's a person C with their own soul and life path, right? It's like this serious regeneration and so we take that and run to scorpio's all about sex (laughs) (laughs) oh is it but no it's about that like diving to the very deep of someone else reaching the essence of them pulling it out and combining it with that deepest part of you and creating something else Right? Yeah. Right? I think if we all held that knowledge, like all the parents in the world and all the children, you know, it's like this, what you're speaking to me is like a lost mythology that would provide meaning Mm. to what we're doing here. Yes. Oh my God. No. And that's astrology. Like that's my work. That's what I do. As I tell people these stories, I think of astrology as being like part mirror and part like keys, agency, right? Like being able to see these things that are huge and limitless and endless and have been told and going on for eons before we even existed. And this is our little part in the myth. Like we are here living out these echoes, right? And being able to do that with knowledge and agency so it's not just like oh i'm a scorpio so i'm gonna be like super difficult to be (laughs) my entire life like witch vibes no like hashtag witch hashtag exactly pirate prostitute no but like i'm a scorpio oh my god i can go to hell and bring back new life like and that regeneration is in me like I'm here to live out that echo of fall and everything I touch in my life is going to be different because I'm there I'm like the touch of frost in summer right and like realizing that and understanding that so we're not at the mercy of these echoes we can say like I get it and we have then agency to be who we are, like, because that's the thing, is to be your youest you. <laughs> and when we work with astrology, or when I work with astrology with, with my clients, that's what I'm hoping to do, is like, look at you, <laughs> look at you, like, this is you, like, now be, like, expand into that, and, you know, and have some agent, how you engage with this, is going to change how your life goes. How you engage with this is going to change how everyone's life goes forever throughout eternity. You're altering like, the collective consciousness. Absolutely. Oh my God. Can I ask yeah. you, yeah. What, what, what does it look like, or what is it that keeps people from being able to see themselves to the point where you need to show them or help them mm. see that? Like, what is oh it? Oh my God. Well, we live in a very self-obsessed but not self-aware culture. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and there, it's not, it's like we don't have mirrors we can see ourselves in. It's just like, we're looking 
for those mirrors that that aren't really there. It's screens Mm -hmm. and, like, information and input, but none of it's reflective, right? Because it's one-sided. It's very one-sided. Yeah, Yeah, it's, we're being, like, There's not an exchange. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's such a good way to put it. And so, like, conditioning through our culture you know, we're very focused on, like, becoming an ideal rather than ourselves. And I think that's a huge thing that's very human, right? Like, it doesn't matter if we're, like, 500 years ago or today. The The goal, the, the path has always been to be yourself. And then we're, like, always surrounded by... A necessary evil, we could say, of like, yeah, but we also have to like be in this together, right? Mm-hmm. And then like having to balance that all the time of like being in community and being in relationship and growing in relationship and evolving in relationship while still being yourself. Like that's the work of being human. Absolutely. Like forever. Beautifully articulated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and so, you know, especially nowadays, I think we have so much input. There isn't a lot of reflecting time. And I swear to God, like nine times out of 10, I work with, you know, a client and their birth chart and they're like, oh my God, like I've, no one's ever seen me right? Or I never saw myself, which is really interesting because, you know, you think of astrology and it's like, it's so big. How can it be so individual? And we're like, oh yeah, Mercury's retrograde. And so all of the computers are losing their (laughs) shit or whatever. (laughs) But when I work with someone and they're like, oh my God, I, I can see me or you see me. Like you're literally, you see me. And I don't know. I think that's always been the work of people who do this work as being kind of like community checkpoints. Mm. Right? Because I think this has always been the struggle. Think about it like, you know, a bunch of people in a field harvesting beans for the winter. Like they're not wondering, am I being my most you know, truest self, like they're hard, like this has always been <laughs> right. a theme. There's always been something there to keep us from like sitting all day thinking about like who we are. And that I think is like a good thing. But then we do need people who are like walking around with big mirrors. Hold on. Like, is this, is that you? And that's a super scary thing. I think being yourself is like the most powerful you can be, and I think we don't really know how to handle power. Like, we're control freaks without being able to handle power at all. Like, really powerful things. We'd rather, like, control the temperature of our room, you know, or, like, the filter of our faces on social media. Like, we have so much control, and we can't handle the power of being 
us. Well, Absolutely. I feel like the, with that power, there does come responsibility, and that's mm-hmm. where the fear comes from. Yeah. And then I also, you know, what I'm hearing is that, like, um, when you're not living your authentic self and you're, you know, trying to be what you think you're supposed to be, like, you're not living in harmony, you're not living in balance, mm-hmm. you're not allowing, you're actually going against. And so, like, being that community member that helps to balance people and to allow them to achieve that flow like you're you're literally like orienting somebody to an easier path than the risk like going against themselves essentially yeah by not being authentic absolutely it's like the difference between you know like riding in the wake of something Mm -hmm. versus like going across you've ever seen like when somebody's tubing and they like get out of their yeah the wake lane and trying to get back in <laughs> boom <laughs> yeah and you get like ejected that's like how most people are living their lives are in that space yeah and if you get in your echo like it's still gonna be hard and some of us are still gonna be Scorpios like there's a lot of that that sucks or being a Gemini or being you know like maybe you have a difficult Mars placement but that's your like it's I. Swear like, I will die on this hill. It is still better to be in that rough groove, like, than to be moving against it. Like, better to work with your terrible, <laughs> bunny ears, terrible chart ruler. <laughs> and know and have that awareness, right? Like, awareness is agency. Like, oh my god, yeah, I have a totally weird Venus thing going on in my chart. Like, right there, some of the spell is broken because you're aware of it. Like, you can start, all right, how do I, like, align myself with this so that it works? Maybe that's never going on that kind of date again. Maybe that's not having those kinds of relationships. Maybe it's, you know, looking, but it helps you to, it gives you some agency. Like, you can be in in power and in that echo or groove. Yes. When I just was thinking, you know, when you're saying that, um, back to the power aspect, when you look at the, like, I idolize so many artists, you know, I think Mm. about people like Prince or Billie Eilish (laughs) or people who were very unafraid to be unique and different. And, Mm. and then they're like living these beautiful, crazy, amazing lives that like my normal self is like, what's that like? But I really think that's like living in your power because they're being themselves um and i think that's a good example of like harnessing that power through authenticity oh i love that yes harnessing it you mentioned something earlier about we needed people who are walking around holding up mirrors (laughs) how did you become one of those people holding up a mirror um, somebody threw a mirror at me. Yeah, I, I imagined <laughs> like, that's what the story was. I was like, woo! Oh my God! Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, it's a little bit convoluted. I've, like, had a weird life, which I've shared before we started recording. <laughs> like, beyond your wildest, you can't make this shit up kind of life. And, um... I, like, started out with plants. Really, the plants are where it started. I was raised some of my youth in, like, this very strict religious doomsday cult in the Midwest that didn't do, like, any sort of conventional medical care, really. And so 
I don't know. I was the one that was interested in plants and they, I started working with them in a very utilitarian way. Like, oh my gosh, I sliced my finger butchering. I need yarrow in the backyard to help it stop bleeding. Like very much like that. How old were you when this started? I was like 13, 15. Wow. That's young. Um, Yes. Yes. It was, it was very young and I was very lost. Um, I'd had an incredibly traumatic life and was, you know, like at the end of it, you could say, (laughs) and found the plants or the plants found me and really did like gave me, cause I was good at it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I fucking hate gardening, (laughs) but like the weeds and the wild plants and formulating them and creating remedies, like very quickly became my thing. I'm like, Oh, we have a cold. We have a gashed foot. We've got goats giving birth. We've got an abscess, you know, like, Oh, I, I have something for that. Did someone teach you this stuff? Like, was this generational Um, knowledge or how did you learn all that it was not generational um I am embarrassed to say that much of it was just really medieval trial and error wow Um, don't be embarrassed to say that I thought maybe you're gonna say google I just googled no so so I didn't have any access to like this was in the cult so okay. there was no internet oh, i have so many questions about there's that, but nothing that's not gonna, that's <laughs> i told you it was gonna be hard like it's hard you it's guys hard. are gonna have to pick a lane and stay in it okay <laughs> I, were, I think we're gonna choose plants i think we're choosing plants because <laughs> it does eventually lead to astrology <laughs> okay, so perfect. um So, like, it was a very small town in the Midwest, and the library, like, had the Rodale's Encyclopedia Mm -hmm. of Herbs, and, which is, like, great, but very little information. And so I would read, like, oh, traditionally, yarrow is used to stop blood. And I was like, oh, no shit, okay, without the shit, because obviously I wasn't swearing. (laughs) I was, like, long skirt head covering, right? So next time someone was bleeding... How much yarrow does that take? Is it dry? Are we going to mush it up? Am I going to chew it first? Are we going to use it? And then, like, literally just figuring it out. And then... It's amazing. Um, like, it really how is. to make a basic salve. I don't remember. Like, it was some old textbook that I had found. And it was, like, you know, one part fat to this part wax. So I had, like, some butter and beeswax candles that I'd gotten at Goodwill and like that was my first set. I mean, it was terrible. I'm so glad no one got hurt. <laughs> but, and it was like, you know, using and then like catnip. Oh, I read this random thing that it can help with anxiety. All right, so what happens if I drink a quart of it? Like, what's the dosage? How do we all right? Three tablespoons in a cup knocks me out. Wow. <laughs> like one tablespoon in a cup just is like a nice calm quiet okay no it's super chill five or six teaspoons in a cup and i'm climbing up on the goat roof (laughs) like just totally fine right so my whole teen years was just that like lots of experimentation driven by necessity Mm. right like oh my god my family got pneumonia and we had walking pneumonia for like two months oh god to the point where we were like couldn't function and so you know figure what herbs like i remember 
<laughs> dragging myself out. So they'd like chimed and like, okay, we're gonna try this. We're trying this on this brother. This <laughs> I know! I'm like, this is in a past life. I was some really terrible witch or something. I think you're doing like, good. I think you're doing good. Oh I'm like, wow, he's better. All right, everybody's getting <laughs> And I love that they, they just went along with it. Yeah, they but... didn't really have a choice. I mean, they were younger brothers. Yeah. They were weak and sick. Like, <laughs> You know, oh like, gosh. what are you going to do? Like, <laughs> oh my this is literally, so then I, um, I got married. I had kids. That marriage ended. I was still very like interested in herbs, but it wasn't like my job or anything. I, you know, had a little bit of interest in it. And, um, during the divorce, I had two little kids and I had been raised in a cult. Like I had no education or job experience or credit it's like I didn't exist in the world and so I started teaching um like workshops on how to make a tincture how to make a salve these things I'd been doing for years and then it was also like through revisiting that like away from that group because I it all kind of ended at the same time and I moved away from like the marriage and that group and was like, I love these plants. Mm-hmm. Like, it's more than just, I need yarrow because I'm bleeding. Like, I need yarrow because I love yarrow. Yeah. And yarrow loves me. And I remember standing, like, at the front of one of my workshops, which I was, like, giving in my barn. And strangers just came and paid. <laughs> and that's, like, how I paid for my divorce. <laughs> Like, oh, I love that. got myself resettled, like, giving these workshops in random places. Like, it was amazing. That it was is fucking amazing. amazing. Oh, and I remember, like, sitting up there and, like, starting to cry and being like, I love plantain. Like, plantain is, like, nearer to me than God ever has been. Like, it's always been there. And developing, like, relationships with the plants as beings. And... I got some formal education in that, became really interested because, the, you know, the, the line is very thin, especially, you know, like you start to study like old herbal texts and they're all like, oh, and Venus doth rule, the, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Like, astrology had always been like, really, really, like, I knew I was a Scorpio and that was a terrible thing and, like, I'd had demons cast out of me multiple times because of... I know, right? It was super crazy. So, (laughs) so my mother never listens to this. She won't. It's fine. So, (laughs) so I finally decided to have uh, an astrology reading. Honest to God, I don't really remember why or how I found this person, but I was like, I'll do it. And it was like dark and in the woods. <laughs> and there was like candles. Like it was just, there was no electricity. And I sat in this dark candlelit wooden hut in the woods with this woman that I didn't really know. And she fucking read me like a book. And it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh my God. Like, I've never seen myself. Like, I've never looked in a mirror before. I've never, like, my whole life had been about 
conforming, failing at that, trying some, you know, like I had never looked in a mirror. And so to have someone, and it was like, I don't know, an hour long, you know, and I just remember being like so overwhelmed and so exposed. Like I was angry for a while because it was like, why? Oh, like, why does this even exist? Like, why are you looking at me? Like, it was so uncomfortable and really just raw, a raw experience. And so, of course, I was like, I need to know how to do this. Like, this is my next thing <laughs> because it's awful and I hate it. This is literally the only thing. Like, and I became obsessed with astrology. And here I am. Like, oh my God. And I've blended the two. It started out me just like completely bugging everyone I knew. Like, do you mind if I look at your birth chart? And then, like, they would never even, I would never even, like, talk to them about it. But I would just, like, look at it and obsess over it and read it. And I remember, like, the whole it clicking about, oh, Scorpio. I know Scorpio because I know fall. Like, I know the autumn. Like, and I know the plants. That sounds exactly like this plant. <sighs> okay. Like, and putting them all together, like, was... It's like my whole life just, and my, I suddenly had my lens, like how I would like view the world. And yeah, it's been that. Wow. That <laughs> story is amazing. amazing. And it is so I, <laughs> I was very intense. Wow. I had, I had chills multiple times through that No, through me that too. Story. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, and also you're, I just have to comment on your you're so passionate about it and you can mm. tell that you have just such a great relationship with the, with the plants. I mean, even your space in here, I mean, there's this whole area of different <laughs> plants and I walked in and I could like feel it though. I could feel mm. the energy of, of like, you're just like little witchiness, like making all these like <laughs> tinctures and teas and like, I don't know. I just like, I just I love, love it. That. And also I have to just comment that your life sounds like it wasn't in this lifetime. It sounds like you were talking about a past life, like a million years ago, yes. like how you were explaining it. It feels so I'll blow your mind just a little bit more. We don't have to get into this, but like just because I think it'll be fun. So <laughs> before the the I don't I don't want to call it a cult, but it really was. It's okay. <laughs> you can call it's it what it is. Like, it doesn't exist anymore, and all the leaders are in prison, kind of thing. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> it's such a bummer. Um, <laughs> but like before that, so my mom was married to this like a very notorious drug lord, and we lived like in the projects. And it throws people off because they hear like some part of my story and then other parts and they just think I'm crazy. And I swear to God, it's not. I'm going to make a big timeline and post it somewhere. So you'll be like, oh, yes, this was in the ghetto years. Oh, yeah, this was when she was in the cult. This was homeless in Maine. Like, right. So before that, so my mom and dad, they lived in like it was it was it was the projects. And um, there was like a lot going on there. My dad was super not fun and um like there's like case law written about him in various places he's kind of famous wow <laughs> but like you know like can't go within 500 feet of schools and all that <laughs> shit <laughs> like my dad and when they so they they 
they broke up, they divorced, 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 divorced. My dad left to go back to where he is from. And my mom <laughs> decided to join this religious group. So when I was 13, it literally went from like, I had really short hair and I was like a, a dude and living in the projects and all of that to like going out and buying skirts. She took us out of school. We threw out all of our like books and media things. We moved to the country and started a farm and homeschool. Like literally like within a few hours. <laughs> hours? It was a lot. <laughs> yes. And then for the next, well, then I ended up marrying someone and, you know, so like 10, 15 years was in that group. And like, there was no like media after 1953 or something. So there was like, I remember like getting married and my husband was not like from the group and him being like, we watched a movie and I remember being like, oh my God. Can you imagine if this had like actually happened and like Russia had nuclear weapons and <laughs> Cuba like was free? and he's like, yeah, no, that was the cult. Like that happened. That was a real thing. Or like people made it to the moon, like that kind of stuff for a long time <laughs> because I was like, you know, 13. I wasn't super aware when we yeah. just like dipped out of existence <laughs> for wow. a long time. So it was weird. There's been a lot of, like, catching up in the last few years. Can I ask how old you are? Um, yeah, I'm 33. Okay. I know. Wow, what a life. So You've lived, like, a million lives in this <laughs> lifetime. I, Have you ever... It's Scorpio, though, right? With that, like, constantly regenerating. Yeah. Yes. What yes. is your moon and rising sign? So I have a Leo moon in the eighth house. So it's, like, spooky, heartfelt theater kid you know like writes tragic poetry and buries it in the backyard and then my rising sign is Capricorn which is like was very thriving in the like cult world right like really lots of rule following lots of like doing the right thing and trying to be like up to the standard and like all of that stuff that's so interesting. Do you know your... I don't actually know the time that I was born and the birth certificate doesn't oh, say man. it on it. Your birth certificate doesn't really? Yeah, it's weird. That is it's weird. weird. Yeah. Do either of your parents have like an idea? I think my mom has an idea, but then, you know, then I don't know how accurate it is. So. Right. Yeah. Wow. But I'm curious. I was born on an Air Force base, so, um, and it doesn't exist anymore. Well, it does, but it's not in. This is like a Twilight Zone over here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not real. Are you born? <laughs> Both of your stories. Have, like, you, have you been born? <laughs> have you been born? Are you with us, Christy? <laughs> okay. Spooky. Okay. Uh, She's obviously uh, an Aquarius rising. Uh, I don't even need to. <laughs> Like a sci-fi adventure. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just want to say that <laughs> I have now met two people that are really cool that grew up in a cult. Or three people. You're the third person. Oh my god. <laughs> I used to work with a girl at a cafe who she grew up in a religious cult where it was like doomsday and there was a lot of corruption and like mm. bad things that happened to children and women. and right. um Yeah. And she got out of that, and now she's, like, a shaman, and she's, like, very 
different from that and very like speaks out against that type of like control through religion and then um there's another girl that was my roommate like a long time ago like 10 years ago um and she wasn't allowed to cut her hair wear pants like anything yeah and then when she went to college she just kind of broke free from all of that Mm. and like I think it's really brave and really amazing to like go against everything you've ever known or been taught or like you're told like all this bad thing's gonna happen to you if you do live in your authentic truth or follow your desires or like want to be free and and you follow that and I think that's amazing well disclaimer because I hate to be grouped with the brave I was kicked out <laughs> I was not like... <laughs> I'm sorry I was kind of forced to leave can we ask what happened um get I... out of here Scorpio I... <laughs> Because it's so messy. It's such a funny story. I will tell it without all the, like, horrible stuff. But in short, I married someone that some people were not happy about. He had joined the group, but, like, his commitment was yet to be seen. Mm -hmm. And blah, 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 blah. Lots of things happened. And I ended up marrying this person very quickly because of all of it. And then they were like, oh, you're married now. It's okay. You're fine. And, like, (laughs) he joined the group again, kind of, which was this whole thing. And so then the second time was when the the marriage dissolved. And I was, and that was like, that's it. You can't come back after your divorce. And then very shortly after that, it kind of dissolved anyway, Um, which was good. It it was good. So I, it's so funny. Like, and people say that, like, you're so brave. I'm really not, though. Like, it was horrible. It was a horrible experience. I, if... If I had known what was on the other side, I don't know that I would have had the guts to. I would never go back. Like, there's there's no regrets. I'm glad I was, like, pushed out that way. Um, because the world is amazing. Yeah. And I, I love it. And I love the people. And I love all of the, like, even the pain I've experienced. Um because I think it's beautiful. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> it's just precious agony um, of existence. But no, like, sneakers enough. I mean, send me to hell. Like, I fucking love sneakers. <laughs> are amazing. Like, and the movie theater. So, my brothers and I decided to go to a movie. I have no context for this story. I apologize. But I think I had, I think I had left. It was, like, after... Because after, like, I got kind of left and kicked out and whatever, how are you? It's a mutual expulsion. And then my husband, like, was like, oh, no, we're going to join. We're going to be good people. So I was, like, accepted again. And sometime in there, I don't remember, like, exactly when. My brothers and I went to see a movie. Mind you, these are people who had, like, not really experienced media much like you know singing in the rain black and white movies were pretty cool and we had a record player we listened to like crazy so we decided we're gonna go see transformers oh my god oh my god god. in 3d (laughs) again there's no context (laughs) mind you i'm like 22 years old and then my we're all very close in age i have three little brothers like one of them was you know trying to become a cop or something like we're all like there we decided to go to the movies (laughs) 
And I remember like being so overwhelmed by like all of it. The computer gen the music. <laughs> the music itself. And we're sitting there and we're all holding hands in the theater with our fucking 3D glasses on, sobbing hysterically because of just your nervous system was so overwhelmed. You were exploding. Oh, it was just so overwhelming. Oh my god! It reminds me. So for a little while, while all of like a lot of things were crumbling, there were a couple of people that I knew who were like also trying to exit this group, and it was like some scary shit. Like I, I had people like show up and want to like kidnap me in the night oh my and god. whatever. Like after I had been married, right? Like it was a lot. So there were a couple of like people, young women that I was like trying to help like extricate them and get them to other places <laughs> it was so cruel but I fucking loved it and I'd be like I have something to show you and I'd get my computer and I would show them like a Taylor Swift music video or something <laughs> and they shake and cry it's just like it's just so much so much like nervous system stimulation yes. and it was such a mistake this poor kid like stayed up all night watching youtube videos and ended up watching like the entire passion of the christ oh god because she's like i found a christian movie like in the morning <laughs> she comes up just like a mess and i was like you watched that <laughs> oh my god why that's Oh my God. And she's like, well, you know, I wanted to see the suffering of our Lord and Savior and on and on. And I was like, oh God. <laughs> like, no, this was a Taylor Swift experience. <laughs> like, we were, like, this was not supposed to be. It was very, like, it was a lot. Oh my for, gosh. For them. So. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> it is, oh it is so much. Like, I still cry when I watch Transformers. Like, it's just so much. <laughs> and so I'm, much. like, into it now. I mean, I love I love movies and, and junk food. Like, I try not to eat too much of it. But, like, junk food and comfy clothes. Oh, absolutely. I just... This uh, superhero, Marvel? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I fucking love... It's, like, oh, it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, because you... You joined this, well, it wasn't really, you didn't decide that, you, your mother right. decided this, we, we but stuck. you were 13, mm -hmm. so your life before that was, I'm going to use normal, quote unquote, was normal, so you were like exposed to media, or was it different? Um, It was a little bit different, I was much more exposed to like project life, like we were okay. devastatingly poor. Yeah, poverty. And yes a lot of poverty, a lot of abuse. So yeah, like, you know, Nickelodeon Rugrats, mm -hmm. like late 90s culture, kind of. Yeah. Not, not even late. Yeah, like mid to late. Like I'd seen Jurassic Park okay. right, as a kid. And, you know, but then for like almost 15 years, like it came, the world came a long way. It's come a long way from <laughs> Jurassic Park to Transformers and I was, you know, I was, I was like a little kid. I, I was a little kid. So, you know, I remember as a kid, like Magic School Bus, like watching PBS, because that was the only channel we had. Yeah. Right. Um, every once in a while, renting a movie from like the movie store. And that's how I saw Jurassic Park. But again, that was like very rare occasions because we were, we were like 
looking for money on the side of the road to buy toilet paper poor. Totally. When I was super young. So it was really weird. Like, you know, yeah, like Rugrats. I remember, I remember Rugrats. I remember watching, um, like knowing about things, you know, but I don't know. It's, it's, it was really, cause it wasn't like I went from normal life to cult life. It was like projects to farm. Well, I was kind of like rationalizing your mom making these decisions and it sounds like she had a pretty rough go with your dad Yeah, and probably her life before that, like mm. growing up sounds like it might've been hard. And mm. then to be kind of this person with a shattered sense of self and self-esteem, don't know what her relationship was like with dad, but like then being very susceptible and vulnerable to like this cult type of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yes. Yeah. And you know, we didn't, buck against it at all I mean we went from the projects and like you know watching people get beat up and having guns pulled and life with my father to being out in the country on a farm like there was there was no like resistance from us even from like the religious stuff it's like okay you know little house on the prairie but that was you know we farmed so we had enough food right um we were outside we kind of homeschooled (laughs) um I don't have much of an education after like that's great but we weren't like expecting it to um well you're very self-educated though because you've read a lot of books and you were teaching I'm very amazed now at the fact that you're teaching me how to put the do not disturb on my phone now So much, so right? Much, now. So much. I have that effect on people. It's all good. Um, I ha- so I was thinking too, where my, my where my mind went was, do you feel like you would have found your love and relationship with plants if it weren't for this cult? Oh no. Yeah. In so many ways, it it really was, and I'm glad to be able to like say this, because, um, like I have hard feelings about certain aspects of it. Right. But overall, I mean, oh, my God, it was amazing. I mean, if we had stayed where we were, I would have been another year and then I would have been pregnant or have killed myself. I mean, that was the trajectory was that I was like, why live? There was no reason. There was nothing but poverty and pain and, you know, abuse to go from that to, hey, like all of this, and for the most part, relatively well-meaning people. I mean, again, like as an adult, I can look back and be like, what the actual <laughs> hell? But at the time, you know, most of them were relatively, you know, well-meaning. And, you know, having purpose, like, hey, without you, your family will be, you know, sick and not have like the best health care and whatever. So in so many ways, it was 100% like the saving of me. I mean, I don't necessarily want to speak for my brothers. They had very different experiences as men. Um, 
but yeah, like that, that in and of itself and kind of like having this really insulated, which was painful and isolated, but also like, I don't know, just insulated, like for a lot of years, never knowing about like the Cold War. Like we carry a lot of information mm. with us. And that's like one of the interesting things about the Amish. Like I had Amish friends and almost married an Amish person. And like their minds are so free because they don't have to hold all of the information the rest of us do. Yeah. Like think about all the just like songs that you know in your head because of Spotify. Mm-hmm. Like it's so different than, oh, we have three records and we listen to them and that's cool and that's our music. Like this is our upbeat song. <laughs> this is our this is I'm our feeling sad. Yeah, this, is our sad. <laughs> this is our sad like if if I could say like one thing that I miss about that, it would be like the simplicity. You know, I'm a woman. I don't have to know things. I have to be willing. <laughs> like and my husband worries about everything. Like all I have to do is be a somewhat decent looking person to propose to like like, I mean then like coming out of that marriage and realizing like I don't have a credit score like oh my god you know and how do I teach my sons and how do I you know like all those little like things you have to carry and hold was a lot absolutely not not bad like I said I don't regret it but that was probably the biggest like adjustment who do you feel like has like been some has helped you in this process of like coming in, uh, out of that and into the life you're living now so many people the first job i had like and was i was working at, at a little tiny hannaford in northern maine and I was so completely clueless. Like, I just was literally, you know, there with my lawn skirt. And, and, you know, I had been told and told and told that the world was evil and everyone in it was evil and lesbians are evil and people who smoke are evil and people who drink coffee are evil and people who, like, right? There's a lot of that. <laughs> and they're all just, like, waiting to drag you to hell with them. Oh, my goodness. So there's a lot of terror <laughs> And oh, no. fear. What I was know. your What was your thought the first time you walked by like a coffee shop? <laughs> like, like it's blow up inside. No, that's, this is why I'm bad. Because the, so this job, and they'd be like, just try it, <laughs> and I'd be like, okay. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my god, yeah, Whoa. just try it. <laughs> yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> and it was people normal random people that didn't know me from a hole in the wall and they would write me notes like you have to listen to this song and it was like whoo I'm not gonna cry it was just like all of the people that I met who shared things like that with me like this is my favorite book you have to read this book you have to watch this movie you have to have you ever here take my sneakers i literally had someone give me their sneakers like because my boots were all worn out and on and on long story 
But, and then my whole time to this day, my coworkers at my other job are like, you've never heard of, you know, and then they're like, well, okay, here are the songs you have to listen to from this. And so getting to, and it's like super spoiled. I'm super spoiled and privileged because I have in so many ways, like experienced the world through the loves of other people like what's you know like beautiful and what they're passionate about or that they hate right Mm -hmm. oh don't ever eat (laughs) this or like oh listen to this like thinking that they're gonna throw me off and I love Eminem like that's amazing (laughs) and I listen to it I'm like this dude's brilliant like I think Eminem is a witch like the way it's worse and then we have this discussion and they're like, I'm sorry, I did that. Like, I thought it was going to be funny. Like, I thought you were going to be into it because he swears so much. And I'm like, no, I totally understand what he's talking about with his father. And I wonder what, you know, his son signed it. Like, I was like adopted by this group of, I had, I worked at like a, um, oh my God, a greenhouse for a season And it was, like, really weird because I was the only employee. And I think they put me there because, like, I had no, like, skills or job, like, nothing. It was this kid. And so they put me on a team of people who were all there on, like, work release from prison. Fun times. Oh, yes. (laughs) No, it was the most amazing experience of my life. I mean, I was, like, one of four of them that could read and there I am in my long skirt and my head covering with all of these, like, people who got, like, brought back to prison at the end of their shift. Mm. Like, and they ate it up. Oh, my, I remember one guy, like, brought in a dead beaver because I'd never seen a beaver before. Because oh. I'm, you know, from the prairie. So, like, I didn't, so, like, show me this dead <laughs> shouldn't have. <laughs> like, I would love for it to be alive. They were the ones. <laughs> no, and it was amazing, and I loved it. And like, but they were the ones who were like, "What do you mean you've never had coffee?" And the dudes, you know, one of them's like, "You know, I should go to some cocaine." <laughs> but they were so like respect. It was never like. You know, oh, take off your head covering, or yeah. it was never anything like that. I never felt like threatened or scared. It was very much like, are they like sneak candy bars in? Because we weren't like allowed to have candy. And so, like, Snickers and coffee. So, it was like stuff like that and sharing about their lives and movies that they'd seen. And, oh, do you mean you didn't hear about some random news thing that, like, okay, you know, whatever? <laughs> but, like, that wanting to share. And I still experience that in my work, like when I'm I'm talking to people and they're like, you know, talking about their chart and they're like, oh, this is how I can see this like working out. And I love that. Like, I want to hear like everything (laughs) I, I really do. And that's how I think I survived has just been like people continuously like taking shiny rocks out of their pockets and being like but look they're sneakers because you know? <laughs> <laughs> right? otherwise like it's, it is it, it is scary and hard and there's no noble reason there there really isn't I was I was devastated I was sure that God was gonna kill me and that I was 
you know, bound for hell and all of that. And it was, you know, the first lesbian couple I met. And I told him right out, like, are you scared? Like, when you die, you're going to hell. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, from my sincerity, Mm. you know, and I, like, didn't even know that women could do that. (laughs) (laughs) And them, you know, talking to me about it. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine some green ass kid in a long skirt asking you if you're okay with going to hell and then you very patiently and kindly talk to her and are like no not not really and then me being like wait what how can you not be afraid of going to hell well it's not what i believe (laughs) (laughs) what does that mean and then being open to me asking like so what is you know, happen. And then them explaining it to me and me saying, but that's how I feel about girls. And then them being like, oh, okay. Turns out, yeah, I'm so pansexual. Like, that's how that, you know, like I figured, found that out. I don't, I don't even want to give myself credit for figuring it out. Or, you know, my coworker saying, do you ever notice like how you talk about the women <laughs> that come in here and how you sound like a dude and it's weird. And I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah, you do. You do, You're though. Doing it, so. <laughs> You're doing it. Like, I think, are you gay? And I'm like, no, I don't think so. I don't think, you know. <laughs> I love it. Like, I know, like I all of these it. people, though, who have been like willing to engage with me in my like ignorance and terror and curiosity. And, you know, really have, like, here I am, you know, business-owning, queer, witchy type with two amazing children and a loving partner and, you know, like, you know, because people told me what books to read, you know, like, oh, this is a song you have to listen to. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's cool. (laughs) I'm so glad you shared that. It's just like a very beautiful perspective of just. Like, if I, I'll make people, like, a musical playlist, but people made you an experiential playlist. And, like, to think about, like, receiving that, like, it's just amazing. And I'm sure I've received the same, because that's what, that's what we do as humans. We find the things that we love and the people we care about, we try to give that to them. And I love that. And I miss, that's why I would never go back to, you know, anything like that. Not that they have me. (laughs) They don't want you. I burned that bridge. <laughs> you burned that bridge. So big. Like, multiple times, so, it sounds so like. So many times. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then, like, after I had been gone, this is amazing. I had been gone for several years. I mean, I'd been, like, divorced for a couple. I've been divorced for four. Going on five years now, I think. Anyway. And, like, I'd been divorced for, like, two years and I found out that the, like, the little church, the little group had, like, it's not posthumous, because I, but, like, post-excommunicated, like, gave me over to Satan or something. <laughs> like, there was some time <laughs> that it run out. <laughs> 
and like I wasn't coming back. So they like there's this like practice where you give someone over to Satan, like to be disciplined and chastened so that they'll come back. Like if they're not listening to reason and they're not doing what's good, like you can give them to Satan and it's his job to like beat the shit out of them until they're sorry and come back. And I like got word that this had happened. And I was like, stay out of my business. What are you doing? It's been like six years. Oh my God. Now you're giving me over to Satan? Okay. Okay. Oh my God. Wow. Wow. So yeah, there's multiple, multiple times. They, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have me back, but I would never give up people. I would never, mm-hmm. I would never give up people. Um, if I was going to come in and have like approach you for a service or to, what, what do you even call it? Is it like a reading or? Um, consultations, okay, readings. Okay. It's a little bit interchangeable. People get kind of spicy about it, but I'm like, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, so I, I do, I offer one-on-one consultations or readings. So with like herbal work or, um, astrology, astrology readings, um, various, any aspect of that you can (laughs) really imagine. Um, and then kind of like combining the two, I work with a lot of flower essences, which are like the plants and astrological combined. Um, I also do workshops um, and classes periodically here in Augusta. And, um, yeah, that's, that's the bulk of what I do. (laughs) Where can people find you? Where's the best place to reach out to you if they're, if anyone's interested in these services? Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm active on Instagram, every light wellness LLC on Instagram. Um, you can also email me if you, you know, wanted a more direct line, <laughs> um, everylightwellness at gmail.com. But Instagram is great and you can kind of like see my work. I always respond to messages. Um, yeah. Or come to Augusta. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Do you have, and, oh, go ahead. Do you have any workshops in the making coming up soon or? Yeah, actually I do. Um, October 20, October 22nd is the next workshop and it's, I'm so excited. I offered this workshop once, um, last year or the beginning of this year and just absolutely loved it. So welcome to your birth chart. And it's basically like going through the major components of a birth chart so that you can like understand. It's like how to hold your own mirror, right? So like the planets and how to, you know, interpret them through the lenses of the zodiac signs and the seasons and um, the different aspects, which are like the relationships that your planets are in in your chart, all of those layers. And folks that come like I, um, if they have, a birth time. I was going to say, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> no, you can absolutely come because, I mean, these are the energies. You're literally living the Zodiac all the time. And if you see, you know, an energy of like, I really need like some Martian energy. Like I need that Aries energy. You can engage with that regardless of what your chart looks like. So absolutely, you could totally come. Um, but folks do bring their birth charts and then we can kind of like go through the different aspects so folks can get an idea of what that looks like in real time um and it's just it's so much fun it's a really it's a good time I love that workshop (laughs) do you do you have people sign up for it or folks can sign up um through like the Instagram the little link in your bio um also I have a website that has like all of my readings and events and stuff on it which is everylightwellness 
dot squarespace dot com because I'm too cheap for the domain. Someday, <laughs> someday we'll upgrade and have a website of our own. But for now, it's squarespace dot com, um, and you can like register. You can always just like show up. I don't really. <laughs> I'm not super worried about it. <laughs> I love it. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Um, well, thank you so so much for your time. <laughs> and this was beyond my wildest dreams of how this conversation was going to go. Wait, um, when we, when I was like, pretty much, I was like, we're going to talk to a real witch. And our witchiest dreams came true. Oh my <laughs> yes, god. god. Yeah, we were texting last night and she was like, oh god, she has such witch vibes. I'm like, oh my god, I know. And I'm just like, <laughs> I know. Like old witch. No, I yeah. get that. I, I get that. Well, this has been an absolute just total blast i really this was so much fun thank you I so appreciate much it. thank you i'm sure we'll be asking you again to come on so. i really <laughs> love that that yes. would be so much fun i'll have to be like a regular <laughs> yes there's just so much depth we, in these stories right it's just there's just more to uncover for sure and we can do like a little astrological segment with a traumatic story to go with it like, <laughs> i love it i love it or maybe we can do a recording of Chris, like christy do a reading Ooh. Like a birth chart reading. Ooh. Oh my god! Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotta ask my mom when I was born. Yeah, we'll figure <laughs> it out. Um, but until then, thank you so much, and yeah, until next time, bye. <laughs> if you'd like to connect, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at We Are the Truth Seekers Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or would love to share your story, please email us at wearethetruthseekerspodcast at gmail.com.